Rest in peace, Prodigy. Reunited, reunited, and it feels so good. It's episode 31 of the Fans Unite Huddle, brought to you by Victory Square Technology, where we incubate, we accelerate, and we innovate. As always, it's your home for sports talk, trash talk, foosball, the abuse of uh, John Yeh, and uh, occasionally a good dose of uh, tech talk. Uh, my name is James Graham. I am your host, your moderator, and uh, certainly the most handsome man in the room. And I am surrounded, as always, by some of the finest minds in social sports data. He is a poet, he is a philosopher, and he is the man that Elton John wrote Tiny Dancer about. It's Darius Igdami. Hello. I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. Back from the Euro trash lifestyle. Yeah, that's like where's our uh, croissants and fine cheeses yeah. and wines. Yeah, it's all in my belly. Oh, what about here and still bitter that Darius didn't bring him back any fine French wines and cheeses. It's Big Poppy Duncan McIntyre. Still bitter, always bitter, and still appropriately sized because he's not full of cheese. True. I'm not no longer appropriately sized. Was I, ever, was I ever? You're no longer the tiny dancer. I'll tell you that much. I'll, do, I'll just take dancer. I'm happy. And uh, here to remind us that the D is in fact silent is the international stats guru, John Ingleby. Why is my D silent? <laughs> <laughs> uh, hello. If we have if we have to explain that, that's going to take at least an hour. Uh, you can't see it. You can't see it. Move along, folks. Nothing to see here. Exactly. Silent. Starting off with the NBA, because uh, it's fun to talk about. A gratuitous amount of trade action going on. Dwight Howard, no longer a member of the Atlanta Hawks. D'Angelo Russell, no longer a member of the Los Angeles Lakers. Is any of this going anywhere at this stage? Yeah, it's going towards more super teams. You find teams like Atlanta, who are actually good teams, and they would be able to compete any other you know, time in, in the NBA history. Well, most most likely, yeah. And they're a good team, and they have to just get rid of players because they know they can't compete with with Cleveland, mind you. What does that say about the value of Dwight Howard that he's getting traded for Marco Bellinelli and uh, Miles Plumley? Not even Mason. They're just Miles. They're it's, a ca- it's a it, it's it's a cash dump. Yeah, just. it's a cash dump. Yeah, yeah forty seven million uh, left on his on his uh, two year deal. I'll say it before, and I'll say it again. Durant ruined the NBA. Ruined. This but is, next this, year, this is no, a joke. Okay, this is a joke. But if you're okay, we we know that you've been saving up your bitterness towards Kevin Durant for the last month. Yeah, you know, and uh, and preparing yourself for this. But if if Durant ruined the NBA, then didn't LeBron ruin it first? No, LeBron. Oh, this could be a whole one hour podcast here getting into this thing. But. LeBron left the Cleveland Cavs, who were literally the worst team in the NBA, without him. They got to the playoffs because of him. They didn't. He didn't leave Cleveland to go to the team that was a championship team. He left to a f- uh, team that was three games above five hundred. Miami, Miami, the year he, before he and Bosch joined, uh, knocked out in the first round of the playoffs. Exactly. So not exactly a championship caliber roster there either. So that's okay. where the, okay, see, the analogy was, kind of falls apart. OKC was a championship caliber team. They lost uh, um, Golden State in the, in the Western Conference Finals when they were up three one. They lost in seven games, and he goes to that team that just lost ten games the year before. You're a bitch. Hot takes for days. Hot takes. I could go off on this for days. Well, we know this is, that's why we're trying to give you a platform in which to express your negativity towards Kevin Durant. So I, ha- I have the platform, and I don't like it. 
and then I kind of think about it, and I put myself in his shoes, and like maybe I would do the same thing. Yeah, well, at the end, at the end okay, if you if you <laughs> like, were screw it, I'm just gonna yeah. go get a ring. If, get you, this over with. if you were a baller of his status, would you not want to go and play with the likes of Steph Curry? And uh, I mean, I get it, and I, you saw the result was the the beautiful basketball that we saw in the finals. But it wasn't fun for anyone. Except exactly, for it was kind of a foregone conclusion, and it's weird. It was weird to like root for LeBron in an underdog role. Yeah. Although I guess that's been the case in quite a few of his finals, actually, totally. which is the argument to be made against you know all the haters who point to his three and five record now. But in the he's finals. he's right; he's not on a super team. But anyone, it's a three and five record in consecutively like yeah, eight yeah. straight, eight straight. Yeah, which is same as James Jones, though. You know, like tough, tough for him. But uh, LeBron is not on a super team. Yeah, Kevin Love is not a superstar. No, he's actually kind of a joke. Yeah, I mean, especially in the clutch, man. Except when they, against, when they really Warriors. need him, one for nine. Yeah, yeah like, oh. Against the Warriors, he just like gets absolutely shut down because Draymond can really just guard the shit out of him. But, again, I would, if I wasn't Kevin Durant, I would have wanted to create my own legacy. I want to be the piece that takes him over the top. So go to Washington, go to Boston. You're the reason they would win. If Golden State lost, you're the reasons they lost because they yeah. were they're supposed it, to win. It was a lose lose. On the plus side, he's got the hardware now, but, but, but it's tainted. But for his it's legacy, tainted. what do you think? He's got to win four, three or four with the Warriors to equal one for Dar for no Dar to stop talking shit about him. Yes, yeah. absolutely. But the second they um, they announced Durant to go into the Warriors, every single person in life was like, 100 percent, they're going to win the championship. Like literally 100 percent. There was no doubt in anyone's mind. Yeah. Well, zero doubt in. Shady McCoy's mind, he put down like 60 grand on the yeah. Warriors. So that was in the finals. But this, be, finals. But this yeah, begs exactly. the question then, with the sal- NBA salary cap going up again for the forthcoming season, is, are things going to get worse before they get better in terms of the acquisition of... I think, uh, I think this offseason we're like just... Max, of like piling up max contracts? Worse, yeah. Worse. Yeah, no, but, but also too, I'm kind of excited because at, at the same time, Sure, it's going to be, you know, the competitive teams are going to be limited to, you know, teams you can count on one hand. But at least this offseason, it looks like everyone's embraced the fact, hey, we need like three or four studs in order to really compete. And everyone's going out and like the Rockets are making moves like or have moves that are they've hinted to in the pipeline here. So everyone's trying to go out and get that extra superstar to help put them over the top. Everyone being those like, yeah, like you said, the three to four Spurs, teams. Rockets, but the thing is, Cavs are well, looking the, at, the question you, is, though, who's going to who's going to screw it up then? Because you're looking like Atlanta already with the dump Lakers already looking at 2018 sacrificing uh, D'Angelo Russell and what is probably going to come back to burn them if no. Russell is anywhere near his he's a he's yeah. a he's a the fact well, that he's they a glorified got, Brandon Jones the fact that they got anyone to take that Moscow contract is a fucking miracle yeah. so. now they need someone to take the Den contract yeah the thing is though um what do you do if you like you're a Sacramento Kings fan or like a Memphis Grizzlies fan? Like, is there a point of watching your team and you you know you cannot win? You have zero hope. You'll never be able to get those high priced free agents. You're just a team in the NBA, and you go to watch the visiting team play pretty much. What's hey, the point? The, the Kings they got the five and ten pick. Huh? What are they going to do with that? Take some good players. What are they going to do with that? I don't know, like Darren Fox and Zach Collins. Oh, uh, yeah. well, Josh. Yeah. Uh, really Josh, turn that around. Zach Collins. I got, yeah, I got yeah, yeah. Uh, Josh Jackson. If the uh, Celtics lean towards uh, Tatum. Jason Tatum, yeah. uh, is uh, to be uh, considered. Yeah, but won't won't uh, Phoenix take Josh Jackson? Well, that's a uh, that's a good question. You'd think they would. I mean, they could use, they could use him definitely. Yeah, they could, a, they could a, a wing a player of that nature. So, I mean, we've all heard the rumors about uh, you know the Cavs looking for that one extra piece now to kind yeah. of equal the firepower with uh, with the Warriors. Who would you rather have them take, Jimmy Butler or Paul George? Those are the two most yeah. heavily floated names right now. 
Of which think... one is definitely more likely because, I mean... I'm not sure they're going to get either. Jimmy no. Butler's already said that he wants to stay in Chicago. He wants to see that team to the Eastern Conference. Yeah, but Paul George said he wants to go to L.A. True, but they're okay with a one-year rental because yeah, they, yeah. they can't bank on anything beyond next year anyways because LeBron can exercise this player I option have, uh, to leave, which I, is still... I have a proposition on this one then. Gordon Hayward, sign and trade. Kevin Love... Gordon Hayward. Will that, will that, I don't know if that, hel- will that I mean, help them enough. It helps them. I, I like Gordon Hayward better than I like Kevin Love in a finals against the Warriors. For sure. But, but they need, they need a, they would still need a little more, I feel like. To, but yeah, who's, a, but then, but, but of that grade, because, you know, judging from the conversation, your loves and your Georges may not be of that level that uh, they really need to push them over the edge yeah. a la the acquisition to be honest, of a even, Durant. Even more so than another superstar. Man, it was really just the disproportion, disproportionate performance of the bench. Like, you know, yeah. like when whenever the uh, the Warriors would turn to Iggy, McCaw, Clark, like they would get actually get points out of those guys, whereas you turn it over to Kyle Korver, like Darren, uh, Williams. Darren Williams. Oh, God, he was so JR. bad in the finals. Well, JR starter, but yeah, and JR played sick in that last game. Yeah. Six for seven with all the like hilarious, you know, three pointers that he was just putting up from everywhere. But uh, I feel like even if the Cavs somehow get rid of Love and they bring in Paul George, I still don't think it's enough. I feel like they need to bring in Paul George and Blake Griffin and hope he stays healthy. Then they have a chance. Wait, who, but then if you bring in George and Griffin, then doesn't that mean that an already piss-poor bench begins to sh- you know, shrivel up even more? Unless you can get rid of Love and, and Tristan Thompson's contract, then you have like $40 million to play with for your bench. Whatever. I, you know what? At this point, uh, given that there's been rumors of Chris Paul and Blake Griffin to the Rockets, that's what I want to see. And let's, let's see the beard shave yep. his beard. <laughs> I don't even know what he looks like without a beard he anymore. Looks, he so. looks weird. Yeah. You should Google it. Okay, so George... Uh, it has already come out and stated that he wants to go to the Lakers come 2018. Where is this? Is this legitimately going to happen at this stage? Are George, we, George yeah. and LeBron. Uh, George, yeah. I mean, Jeff. That's ball. Well, can, ball. George, LeBron, uh, Brendan Ingram, and Zubac. Led by no, and Brolo. Led by Magic. Brolo, yeah, yeah, yeah Brolo. Brolo's sick. Brolo, well, you know, led for... led by Magic. And I mean, we we haven't even touched on the current Cleveland controversy. Ooh, alliteration, uh, about uh, the fact that they no longer have a GM, the guy who was almost the Theo Epstein of uh, the NBA in many ways. Well, now there's all these, you know, rumblings coming out of the Cavs organization, you know, put out there by anonymous sources, so you can't really, you know, you have to take it with a grain of salt. But uh, Kyrie Irving putting out the message to Jimmy Butler that he shouldn't come to the Cavs because they're in disarray, what with David Griffin being fired, and LeBron coming out and saying he was, you know, kind of... uh, floored by yeah. the firing so Kyrie said that yeah wow. but, that, but like I said it's from an anonymous source so it hasn't been like proofed out yet and yeah. since then I think someone's come out uh, I don't see why Kyrie would tell Jimmy not to come and help them well because apparently th- that rubbed LeBron the wrong way if so LeBron might leave and if LeBron left Kyrie wanted out too yeah which makes sense because Cleveland is a butthole of yeah. those days I think so George to the Lakers his <laughs> butler is it, Will Butler go anywhere? I mean, I know we've talked uh, about this before, but I, you know, the, the desire is there. If you're Chicago, why the hell would you trade your franchise piece? Why? Also, they, they look good this year. Maybe not good enough to take the Cavs out in the Eastern Conference Finals, but definitely to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. That team looked like they were ready to pretty much sweep the, the Celtics. And I mean, yeah. D. Wade is confident enough that he's re-upping. 
I no, mean, D, D Wade's confident. Admittedly, D, he's Wade confident is, in the twenty-four million yeah, reasons for giving it to Real. Like, am I going to come even close to this on the open market? No, no. I'm going to take this twenty-four million. Yeah. So, seventy sixers though. Next super team. Nope, not super. Good. They'll I, be good. It require it requires a lot of work. But let's ben that's, Simmons, that's, Embiid, well, Marco Fultz, Homie that's, Dario. That's, sorry, that's a beautiful ben segue. Simmons, sorry, yeah, mm-hmm. segue. But before you segue. Ben Simmons and Embiid have had a cumulative four years in the NBA. But he just watched the Ben Simmons years, passing highlight reel. It's four years amazing. in the NBA cumulatively, and they have played about 45 games. This will be their most healthy year yet. It took, it, how long did it, did it take Tristan Thompson to not look like a walking turd? Took him a good couple of years it, to actually. actually it, took him, it took him LeBron going yeah. on his team to not look like a walking turd. But like, talk about you know slow progression from you know Jimmy Butler. He's a player who took a long time to kind of Let grow him, into his role. Like and, a year or two. I'm not talking about those guys growing in the role. I'm talking about they literally cannot stay healthy. That's true. No, the injuries are a valid concern for sure with those guys. But we'll, we'll, we'll see this year. Trust have the process. Been, have any of them been hanging around Greg Oden? No, oh, I think God. that is that is the most important question here because I think Greg Oden. May- are they self sending like dick pics? Through Snapchat, or that's very possible. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Or just broken leg, broken leg picks. Yeah, both. All right, the uh, NBA draft is on Thursday. Are we going to see any surprises at this stage? Uh, the, I think the biggest surprise has already happened in the fact that the uh, 76ers have acquired uh, the number one overall pick and are going to go in on Markel Fultz. Weirdly, not as much of a haul for the Celtics as I uh, thought they might have been able to get under the circumstances. I, I really like that trade for the Celtics. Not only do they get the guy they actually were going to take first, now they get next year's a first. They could get a first pick next year well, again. They could be a 60-win team and get the first two picks next year. Think about that. The Celtics are just crazy good at just acquiring future assets that they're going to be able to How move. How much blackmail tape does Danny Ainge have? Yeah. And it's not just like he's acquiring like a middling first-round first, first round pick. No, a, he consistently gets a top-five pick, and they're going to get top-five picks again for the next two well, it, years it's here. Li- it's like he was thinking, because you look at, the, you look at how much he was able to... Uh, you know, milk out of uh, New Jersey yeah. for they were essentially desperate. some dead weight uh, at that period. They were, de- you know, they were desperate for veteran presence. And so here, take, uh, take Garnett. And-, yeah. and they keep trading to teams that, again, they, they, tr- they have picks from Philly, Lakers, Sacramento. We're talking about, like, like, and Brooklyn. We're talking about four of the worst teams in the NBA. They're, sh- they're shaping up that they could be a new super team because they're going to draft Marco F- or uh, Josh Jackson. Who a lot of people has to say who has or Jason made. Tatum maybe or Jason Tatum sorry then they both have huge upside then next year another first top three pick another top three pick the year after they'll be good good work Danny Ainge so faults number one 100% ball number two I, I would think so yeah probably although clearly they weren't married to it because apparently the Lakers approached Sacramento about trading the two for the five and ten that Sacramento is well, holding and uh, but I, I just thought with the move of getting rid of D'Angelo that meant balls for sure coming right that was yeah I mean it was either, it's either a, it's either a cash it's definitely a cash play but, but I mean it, that, it, w- what I think that showed was that they wanted to move back so that they could acquire another first to possibly you know use in a trade and then just acquire another another uh, shooting guard at that spot like whomever fell to them I don't know or to take Darren Fox or well that's what, that's what I was actually thinking there because if the Celtics do end up taking Tatum or Jackson, um, Fox could easily fall at four to, uh, to Phoenix. Cause I know there was a, uh, there's a lot of talk, uh, early on about, uh, ball going to Phoenix. There's a lot of talk about ball going to Phoenix, Sacramento. I mean, th- th- 
it's interesting that there's outside of the top maybe two or three there's still a lot of really like interesting talent like there's your Tatum there's Malik Monk yeah. that could easily that can easily go five through ten so you're not and personal favorite of Lori Markkinen I mean Dar's clearly not listening when I, I say that he, Lord, doesn't, well, he doesn't chime in Lori Markkinen an interesting choice I, that if the Knicks really decide to completely self-emoliate and trade Kristaps Porzingis why not replace one tall white dude with another tall white dude? Who's, who's way worse. But why are... The, oh, man. The Knicks. Dysfunctional. Like, why is... Well, why is if, if I heard with that my team was willing to trade Kristaps Porzingis, I would go ahead and fire Phil Jackson right there on the spot. Well, again, it's, we're talking about blackmail tape. It's like, what does Phil Jackson have on hand that has actually kept him in his position in New York uh, for as long as he has been, considering... The in, triangle. In, in his defense, though, I mean, they clearly already have some friction on that friend between Chris Dapps and, and management, and he is asking for a boatload of assets in exchange. So, I mean, if the right deal came along, I, you could still see it happening. But, yes, I agree. Yeah. It's weird to hand over a promising up-and-coming talent. It's like Jimmy Butler. Again, why would you, why, yeah, would you why would you trade you, him? You've you got to be intent on rebuilding and uh, you know, burning everything down, yeah. or you're just got to be a Herschel Walker type deal. You need like, yeah, yeah. let's go back Walker, to the 1980s, bro. Uh, Eric, Eric, okay, uh, Eric Lindros, does that work for you? No, no, more recent, please. I don't think there's actually been that kind of a no, you know, like a Carson yeah. Palmer type deal, like and two not first even picks, yeah. something like that. Yeah. So, should we expect any surprises uh, tomorrow night, or do you think? I mean, I like the talk of is uh, it tomorrow? Is it, it is, it's tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Yep. Ooh. The days crept up on us. Indeed, it's. Uh, but I, I like the idea of George going. Uh, uh, George going for the two uh, for at least two Laker picks. Let me tell you who I like. Who do you like? I like Frank Mason Jr. going in the second round. He's gonna be a steal. There's my sleeper right well, there. Well, his dad. Yeah, I mean, his daddy. Uh, you know, was a bad, bad man. So as bad as you, James. How do you pronounce his name? Dozier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, PJ, PJ Dozier. Like him. Eh. Like him. Eh. Game won't translate to the NBA. He'll show you. Semi Ojale. Ah, oh, Semi. Yeah, that's a good one. Should we uh, talk about some hockey? Hockey's been very busy. Let's talk about it because Duncan hasn't said a word for some reason. Well, because Duncan, well, Dunk, Dunk is uh, Duncan is busy trolling uh, Twitter and Reddit for all the latest. He wants hockey talk. hot expansion takes, and he's finding hot expansion takes, gentlemen. The names have been chosen. Uh, a couple of leaks have already come out. The Golden Knights of Las Vegas are going to have players as of about 5 o'clock uh, Pacific Standard Time tonight. Headlined by James Neal. I don't, they're saying no, but I, w- I don't know why they wouldn't. Right. Makes no sense. I would love to take James Neal. I mean, unless they got another deal in place? Yeah, they'll just flip Neal if they get him. Why, though? I mean, he's a... Bonafide twenty-five goal scorer in the NHL. Well, how does that help them? Well, they if, need goal scoring. Yeah, but if you're what? if you're a team, just win games. But why do they need to win games? Because so that they're not the worst team in the league. What's the point of sports? But they're not going to win the Stanley Cup. They're no, not going to make the playoffs. They could make the playoffs. But as if, a, if they selected just the exposed players properly and didn't offer side deals, yeah, they could have made playoffs. But they didn't. So now, what's the point of James Neal? To win a few games so that your you know local population that comes to these games isn't like wow we 
fucking suck. To I'm le- never coming back to, to a le- Vegas game ever to again. To leverage your growth, because I think the expectation with an expansion team is that you're going to be crap no matter what for at least the first two the, or three the seasons. The fastest turnarounds were, I think, Florida made the Stanley Cup final three years after expansion, and Minnesota made the West finals three years after. So it's not going to happen this year, not going to happen next year. But they've made, they made, they've made the conditions a lot better for... Yeah, yeah. This Today's expansion team. the most favorable, but they didn't uh, choose players that were exposed based on how good they are. They tried to accumulate as many assets as they could, and then hopefully next year they take a shot at actually acquiring legitimate NHLers. I mean, you're, you're already seeing uh, a bunch of cap dumps. Uh, the rumor is uh, Canadians uh, will, are going to end up losing uh, Alexi Emelin uh, and his uh, $4 million-plus-a-year contract. Uh, on that deal, uh, Mc, George McPhee has been ridiculously active. Uh, there's rumors of anywhere near up to ten trades that are uh, going to uh, involve uh, you know multiple first round draft picks and uh, players taken or not getting taken. I mean, there's some interesting names in there. It's like uh, you look at you know Sammy Vatnin, um, you know the aforementioned Neil. Um, you know, could uh, could they end up taking uh, Shane Doan? Well, uh, Vatnin they have a side deal with with Anaheim already. Yeah, so that deal, um, as everyone knows, Vatnin and Manson were both exposed. Either of which would have been legitimate top three or four defensemen for Vegas. Which goes to my point: if they actually selected these players, they could be a good team. Uh, but the side deal is Shea Theodore um, will go to Vegas in exchange. They'll select Clayton Stoner, leaving Vatnin and Manson untouched. So, I mean, Theodore is a good young player. He definitely could be a top three guy moving forward, but he's not right now. He's a fringe top six guy, but he can be a number one on the power play. But he's not going to swing the needle whether or not you're going to win games this year. But he's a, he's a good player for them to build with moving forward. But, I mean, that's not worth not taking Batten and Romanson. I feel like they have the perfect GM to actually build this team out. Yeah, I agree. Duncan, what do you think about uh, Mark Mathieu? And uh, the fact that it looks like he's, you know, he may end up getting picked and then at least moved. Yeah, he's going to get flipped. Um, it, like I said, it doesn't make sense for them to keep him. I forget how old he is, but he's uh, north of 30 anyways. But he's a perfect guy for a contender to pick up as number four or number five, and he's not going to help Vegas. So they'll trade him for a first or a second or a good young prospect. Now, we know at this stage uh, from all the talk that it's pretty much a guarantee that uh, Mark andre Fleury will be starting in net for uh, Vegas. But... What about the backup goaltender position? There's uh, there's a bunch of interesting youthful opportunities there. Yeah. Um, so apparently the deal between Pittsburgh and Vegas was done in like February where Vegas agreed to take Flurry and Pittsburgh's actually giving up a draft pick. Um, you know what? They might have just picked him anyways, but I guess Pittsburgh wanted to get his salary off the books. But there were a bunch of interesting young goalies like uh, Grubauer. I, I was going to say, uh, I mean, I think uh, especially if he's still wedged in behind uh, Holpe. Yeah. Um, you know, Grubauer leaving Washington makes sense for essentially building for the future if that's what McPhee is intent on doing. Yeah, and, and even a goalie like Ranta, although the rumor is now that they're selecting Lindbergh, um, and they they passed on Morazic, it sounds like, uh, and they're taking Nozick instead. So, I mean, there were a bunch of young goalies. It sounds, think, like, a, it sounds like a made-up name. Yeah, all names are made up. So so I think what will end up happening is they'll select Fleury and then just sign a journeyman backup, which, fair enough. Bachman. Bachman could be the backup. Ryan Miller. Oh, yeah. Um, And then they'll end up claiming a bunch of defensemen and just trading those away for assets. So I honestly feel like 
out of the 30 players they'll select, maybe 15 will be on the actual team and the others will be flipped. Which, I mean, good use of assets, good entertainment, good for TV. McPhee's always been a Wheeler dealer, so it, uh, it makes sense. Um, who do you think the Canucks are going to uh, end up losing? Do you think they'll go with uh, that uh, Gounce might be that pickup, get the, uh, the yeah. young forward with a bit of points, or uh, you know, the, uh, the talk of uh, the Knights going in and just trying to grab all the defensemen, so maybe yeah. uh, Luke Spiza. The problem is with Spiza yeah. is that he's not going to have a trade, trade market for him, or else the Canucks would have traded him yeah. uh, you know, over the last two years. So I think Canucks fans hope they take Lucas Spiza, but... It's more likely than not they're going to take Gauntz and take a shot at a young player who could could yeah. turn out. I don't see it happening, but he could turn out. Yeah, the issue for Gauntz is he's slow. Um, I mean, the other player they could look at is Cramarosa. He doesn't have nearly the upside Gauntz does, but, I mean, he's an NHLer as well. But that just goes to show, I mean, between teams like Vancouver and Toronto, Vegas is not getting left with a bunch of quality here. Would you take Nail Yakupov if you had the opportunity? Yeah, I would. I mean, you might as well. If you're taking players like Gantz, you might as well give Yakupov a shot. So Who has a lot more upside lot more. than Gantz ever will. Well, I mean, who else are you going to take from St. Louis, like Scotty Upshaw? Well, they're going to take Perron. Um, they'll take David Perron. They'll do the same thing they're going to do with uh, James Neal. They'll flip him. Or, uh, you know what, Darius is right. Maybe you'll have a couple of these players and hold on to them till the trade deadline and then flip them. But these guys are for sure not part of Vegas's long-term future. Well, I mean, are you going to get more? You're, you're going to get more for Neil if you take him and hold on to him at the trade deadline than you are flipping him probably right you know, in a couple of days from now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I agree. Um, although with the cap going up an extra two million this year, teams have a bit more financial freedom to incorporate bigger salaries like Perron and uh, Neil. So, I mean, the demand's going to be more there at the trade deadline, but I think it's easier to maneuver now. So. Who wins more games, the uh, Golden Knights or the Canucks? I thought you were saying more, ga- more games. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, no. Um, Vegas. If all, well, it depends if they want to or not. If they wanted to, they could win more games. Than yeah, yeah if, they, if they want to, but it depends on that final, uh, that final lineup. Yeah. If Vegas wanted to, and it was the old division alignment, they could have made the playoffs this year. In the Pacific, they can't. Um, so that's why I think they extended their window a few years down the line. Uh, but I think they can out-compete the Canucks. They're definitely going to have more assets than Vancouver does. So if that's the expansion draft tonight, then on Friday night, it's the actual NHL draft itself. So who's going first, uh, Nolan Patrick or uh, Nico Hirschner? Uh I like Patrick, but I think Hirschner is going to go first. Um, he's got a probably a bit more offensive upside. Patrick looks to me like, like kind of like Getzlaff. Uh, maybe not the high-end skill, but definitely the drive and the big body. But, I mean, there's rumors coming out now that Vegas might use all these assets they're accumulating and try and trade up for Florida's number two pick. So Florida's second round pick. Oh, sorry. Um, Phillies. Phillies number two yeah, pick, yeah. number two pick. Are we expecting any surprises? I mean, I know... Uh, God, I sounded... Sorry, I sounded like John playing foosball there. Just breathe deeply. Canucks... Coming in at number five yet again. I like them going with glass. I like them not taking a defenseman. I get, although I get the feeling that Benning will probably try and screw me on that one. They better not take another defenseman. Kale McCarr coming right up. Middle stat. Yeah. We're just saying if names glass now. is there, you got to take glass. Yeah. But who knows? Uh, speaking of uh, changing up rosters, the Phoenix Coyotes retiring Shane Doan. Uh, Doan. 20 years one of, I think like literally the longest serving player on a single team in the NHL uh, at this point unreal I think and and 
and yeah, like not even like, and he's pissed too. Will he's, anyone, will anyone sign him? Yeah. Well, I, th- well, that's the question. I kind of see it being a Ginla-esque in that mm-hmm. they didn't actually choose to train him, but this is like, this is someone with veteran moxie mm-hmm. and a guy that can still put in a few goals, you know, second or third line. Um, Probably fourth line. Well, uh, yeah. Just get, put him in like Pittsburgh. He, he'd like it there. Don't in, he's don't, worse than Kunitz. Don't in Kessel. That's true, that's true. Don't don't in Kessel. I mean, let's let's look. Don't had six goals in seventy four games. He actually he had first power play time the whole time. So he actually looks like a guy who would fit well with Anaheim. Like actually, maybe because they're a slower team. Yeah, um, he actually looks like he'd be really good in John Wick too. <laughs> I always I always uh, think of Keanu Reeves when I. Um, they're twins, but identical. Yeah. Uh, the Canadians are looking to uh, get rid of Alex Galchenyuk. Do you think that might actually pull off at this stage? I mean, of all the people to go uh, during draft day, you know, Galchenyuk's probably going to end up being the biggest name at this stage that's not connected to the uh, the Golden Knights. Yeah, I mean, Galchenyuk definitely got a lot of upside still. I think a lot of people liked him more than Yakupov in the draft class. Uh, and you know what? He's put up good points. Hasn't he put up north of 50 already? Yeah, I like him. And he was injured this year, too. Yeah. I think it's a case of uh, do you try and go in having both Galchenyuk and Druin on the same team, essentially fulfilling pretty much the same role? Or Yeah, they got to figure out which one of them would play center. But shit, if I was Montreal, your issue's always been you only have a goalie and no high upside off- yeah. offensive players. And now all of a sudden you have Druin and Galchenyuk. I mean, that's that's a really good young core to build around. Yeah, he had 30 goals last year. And he was, the year before. And, he was, and, he, and last year he was on pace, for, I think. Yeah, 17 goals in 61 games, but 44 points. That's pretty good. Yeah, he's, 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 hurt, a, he's right? a first liner for someone. Yeah, for us. <laughs> but what do you trade for Galchenyuk? You'd have to trade your first rounder this year. No. Yeah. Tanev in a first rounder? Uh, no one in their right minds would give up a top five pick for Galchenyuk. Uh, don't forget, a top five pick that we're going to screw up. So yeah. I, I would. I would probably trade number five. It's Likely that guy's two years away from contributing. Sure, Vancouver's window isn't now, but Galchenyuk's, what, 22? Like, he's good. He's yeah. good and young, and you already know he can play in the NHL. Yeah. I'm just waiting for Jim Benning to try and draft Floyd Mayweather. <laughs> He'd probably have the highest upside of anyone on the wrong ever, so. <laughs> Even at 40. Even at 40. Speaking of Floyd Mayweather, uh, it's been made official. Uh, boxing fans, boxing purists are currently in a corner crying to themselves because Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor are going to fight in Las Vegas in August. Is this going to be as anywhere near as bad as people are expecting? Yes. I'm actually really excited to watch it, but there's literally zero chance. But that's, that's zero key, chance. That's, that's a spectacle. That's no one the cares key about factor the there, yeah. though. Is that, and you can't say zero. zero. If you're in a ring zero. and you're, you're both throwing... There's a, you uh, at least got a one percent chance. Gotta, you get, you give me one percent chance of beating Floyd Mayweather. I'll, I'll go. You, I'll go in there swinging. I give you one percent. Like, I give every, you one percent. <laughs> head to head, there's always the puncher's chance. Yeah, there's a chance that he falls and trips on his own shoe and just falls in your head and boom, he's out. And you're like, well, dang, that'd be headbutting. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But, I don't know. McGregor hasn't fought for two years either. Who knows how rusty he is? I'm sure he's no fine. But boxer who's trained their entire lives has able been able to beat McGregor, uh, Mayweather. Is and now McGregor is going to come do it? But he's... Okay. You're forgetting that this is Mayweather, the oldest he's ever been in his career. He's 40. Well, obviously, you know, you're always going to be the oldest you've yeah. ever been recently. Touche. Yeah, you caught me on that. Up. You caught me on that. But, but I mean, two, he fought two years ago? Was it two years ago? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. he made Pacquiao 
like pretty easy. Pacquiao's also like 38, so no, I mean, they, let's get. Okay, it wasn't pa- like some crazy. Pacquiao, Pacquiao Mayweather with two old guys leaning, yeah, leaning exactly. on each other. Okay. for 12 rounds. We're on. We're on live air. John's saying both McGregor. snickering and whispering to each other how much money they are making each second of that. And, then, so and John, unfortunately, this is the, this, this is exactly the same thing. Boxing has become nothing more than Pride MMA era. Uh, spectacles when they would put uh, like seven foot six guys who couldn't fight worth a damn up against uh, some of the best in the industry. I will say this though: McGregor walks around at 170 odd pounds. Yeah, Mayweather Mayweather at walking weight is probably 150. Yeah. So the you know you're already talking about two completely different body types. This is not the typical type of boxer that Mayweather fights. Yeah. He's huge. He's way younger than him. He's in his physical prime. He is yeah, I know so, it's not boxing, but he's in a, he's in a sport where literally this is all he does is hit people in the face. John, you give you give me a 1% chance to beat Mayweather. What do you give McGregor? Like a like five, a 5% five. chance. Okay. So, one and a half 20 times you think McGregor will I'm still. I'm not, I'm not so, saying it's uh, likely because so you, you, you are. You get, obviously, it's not likely. You're, you're stepping five on five out of a hundred. Is not likely. But for McGregor, it's a win-win. If yeah, he 100%. loses, hey, you went up against the best pound-for-pound fighter in our generation, and you lost on his terms. Uh, if you win, you're the you know, greatest you're combat. You know who's the greatest win. combat uh, uh, sports fighter of all time. And it, regardless, you, you get a hundred million dollars. The, the exactly. only people that at the end of the day, who's going to win? Showtime, because Showtime. the pay per view money is going to be ridiculous. Well, I'm going to stream it, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just they're still making a hundred million yeah, each, no matter what. But they, no, James, while we're on air, John's giving this guy five percent chance. That's one out of 20, 21 odds. I'm going du- to double though. that for you. I'm going to give you forty to one odds, forty, and I will bet you whatever you want. I'll put two bucks on that. Done. <laughs> I'm kidding. What did the lines open at, though? It was like uh, plus 1,400 11, for yeah, McGregor. 1,100. Yeah, money came in. It's now at like plus 500, I think. It makes sense. If you're just going to watch this for fun, yeah. why would you not root for the 1,400? Also, yeah, if you're getting those odds, why would I not put 10 bucks 10 on bucks, that? Yeah. Like, like, you know you're, gonna, you're probably going to spend that in beer watching the first exactly. one round. So yeah. The first one round. <laughs> we speak good. We are good. We can speak good. As of uh, as of June twenty first, uh, Mayweather minus five fifty, McGregor plus uh, three seventy five money line. Wow, he is really tightened up. Really tightened up. But I mean, you got to give McGregor a puncher's chance. And now we should start. Uh, now we should bet well, thousands. Well, on no, it's funny because they were. But uh, they were when this started tightening up. Uh, one of the the first reasons that was actually given was that there is apparently a ridiculous amount of money coming in through Irish bookmakers. Oh, well. Like, strictly uh, just the national pride yeah. card alone is shifting the lines in such a fashion to uh, make it look like it is today. That's, I mean, hey, that's his, his calling card, right? Is the Irish community all rallying behind him? Well, I can guarantee you one thing, though. Mayweather's not knocking out McGregor. Because we've seen McGregor in these little fucking MMA gloves yeah. get hit in the face by way bigger dudes than yeah. Mayweather and not go down. So. But do they have the, the boxing it's punch? The, uh, it's the 10-ounce gloves, so it's going to be... Uh, yeah, I mean, it's literally these massive mitts compared to what he's used to, which is like a tiny little bit of foam. And McGregor looks like a guy who could take, like, real uh, yeah, fists exactly. to the face. So, whereas Maywe- Mayweather, we've seen and him get rocked. that's the one. We've, we've seen, <laughs> seen him get rocked in, in yeah. a few of his fights. Didn't he get in the kind of knocked out against? Um, he, I know he's had a couple of bouts yeah. where it looked dodgy and he had to cling and yep. hang in there. Yeah. And I mean, the thing is, he barely ever gets hit because he's such a good counter puncher. And but you know, Mayweather he, he never gets hit. Well, it sounds like Luca Spiza has been selected yeah. by Lonzo. Yeah. 
I, I asked Duncan not to just read HF boards all day so that we could watch the expansion draft to. and it'll be fun tonight. Now he knows the whole team already and the trades they're making. You can okay. still eat pizza and drink beer, though. You heard the man. We're eating uh, pork tenderloin and risotto tonight. Risotto. So fancy. Risotto. Although I think my favorite thing about this fight is the number of individuals that have now since popped up and want to fight on the undercard. I know uh, UFC heavyweight champion Stipe Miocic uh, had challenged uh, British uh, heavyweight uh, Anthony Joshua. I know Nate Diaz, the man uh, to last defeat Conor McGregor, has talked about getting on that card as well. I'm just waiting for Jose Canseco. Jose I, I thought I also read an article that said Chad Johnson wanted to fight on yes. the undercard. Yes. Like, Ocho, like yes. Ocho Cinco? Oh, yes. Ocho Cinco. Ocho Cinco, yes. If you, the uh, goalie for Arizona? Yeah, that guy who just got traded. You know, now he wants to fight? It's crazy. We could have Chad on Chad Crime. <laughs> it's Chad Mendez. That'd be so funny. What? <laughs> they should just put oh. Chad, Chad Johnson versus like Greg yeah. Hardy. Chad Johnson versus Chad Johnson. Yeah, that's uh, Chad on Chad Crime. <laughs> Gentlemen, why doesn't Colin Kaepernick have a job yet? Because he's not good. That, that's one reason. That's one reason. Okay. One, but one, I of, will, one of two reasons. One of two that's re- a point of opinion. He, no, no, no. The fact that he's not good is not an opinion. He is not good. That is fact. He's good enough to be a backup. But 100%. he's definitely good enough to be on an NFL team. Definitely. Like the fact that he got a workout uh, with the Seahawks and then they went and instead signed Austin Davis yeah. was criminal. That was weird. That is like uh, that's the point where you're like, okay, something might be up here. Something's up. They're blackballing him 100. percent He's good enough. Like Blaine Gabbert got a job for crying out loud. Yeah, there's definitely way worse backups in the league. So it's. I mean, well, what does he want to be paid though? I don't think. I think at this point he just wants to be on. He's the already team. publicly said he'll accept backup money. Yeah, like backup money. But like, which, he's just—he's a very polarizing figure right now. And he came out. Did you see what he came out with yesterday? He tweeted after that um, policeman was acquitted of uh, the uh, Flandro, uh the Flandreau murder case. Yeah. Yeah. He posted a Twitter picture of like a, a new police badge with like one of the old like slave officers. Yeah, I he's mean that's, that's to, not good. He's like, why are you doing that? Mind you, anyways, I don't want to get into the whole political discourse on no, the corruption. But that's, no, but that's, but that, but that's, the, that's the relevant question here now is that if he's willing to accept backup money and he can probably outplay Austin Davis, yeah. then we are at a point where it's the decision-making, uh, his, his, the decisions that he's made are probably going to end up costing him a job. Yeah, they sorry. It was when they shouldn't really, really. That should be completely separate from what's on the field. The the product. But this on is the, the NFL. This is the NFL. We're talking exactly. About. This is the, life, the ownership so. is con- more concerned about how the players reflect on them than For anything sure. else. What yeah. he wrote was a system that perpetually condones the killing of people without consequence doesn't need to be revised. It needs to be dismantled. You can't ignore your history. Always remember who they are. It was a badge of a police officer and the mm-hmm. runaway slave patrol. If yeah. this does not end his potential NFL like comeback, I don't know. Not, well. not that I disagree with the message, really, but yeah, yes, you do. Nobody's police, you cannot compare police people to just slave patrol. Like I, I, that analogy might be taking it too far, but definitely to start a political dialogue on you know uh, how much police corruption there is and how much you know. Oh, I protect you know the guy in blue next to me. That type of BS. Sure, but I would say that you know, ninety-nine out of the hundred police officers are are good for sure. Right but thing. I don't think, anyways, that that gets muddled up with the message because I don't think, uh, in general, most people are arguing that police officers are bad. It's just that those bad apples really are the examples that need to be, you know, punished. They need to actually face repercussions. Otherwise, this happens where like you kill someone for no reason. Yeah. Anyways, that's a big rabbit hole. 
But I just don't understand why someone who's trying to play in the NFL for sure. It's not great timing. Yeah. I well, mean, it's but all, mind you, your I, level of com- your you know your level of commitment to your cause yeah. is evident when you know you obviously are willing to go forward with that more so than you are actually playing professional football. Yeah, for sure. I mean, kudos to him for standing up for what he believes in. But I think we all agree that you know he's continuing to do so is now jeopardizing his career. And it's highly unlikely that he's going to be able to pick up a job at this point. Last year, he, he you know, were practiced in socks with um, policemen as pigs. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you doing? Uh, didn't stand for the national anthem. You know, praise Fidel Castro. Like, he's just digging himself into a big hole here. Gentlemen, one last subject to uh, bring up on this week's episode. And it's a topic that has been discussed ad nauseum before, but I found it very interesting uh, that uh, there's been reports out this week uh, that the kicker for the Central University of uh, Central Florida's uh, football team uh, has been reprimanded by the NCAA uh, because he has his own YouTube channel. He just vlogs. He posts videos of himself doing stuff. Uh, he's not a- advertising product. He's just like, this is my life. This is what I do. Uh, and they have told him to knock this off because he is making ad revenue money from YouTube. This is a joke. Yeah. Well, yeah. So it's bad. A, this is a joke. These, the, the NCAA is a massive business. Yeah. What's next? They're going to tell girls not to strip to pay tuition? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Best mic drop ever. This guy's like Colin Kaepernick 2.0. <laughs> uh, and with that, John was traded off of the Fancy Night Podcast. John goes to for the 18th time. This just in. John Vegas. has John's on waivers. No, I think it'd be like John's dream come true if there was an expansion draft and Las Vegas actually took him. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes on you. The, the jingos of Las Vegas. Well, I'll just leave it at that. It's a joke. The NCAA is a joke. They should pay their players or at least let them do things like this to make some money so they can pay for like life. Yeah. Are we looking at a paradigm shift in the next five, ten years, or are they just going to continue sure to? Sure, uh, it's pronounced paradigm. <laughs> I was just thinking. Yeah. That. I mean, I don't Look, think so. Look, what you dig in the privacy of your own home is up to you. So. <laughs> it's it's such a weird issue because I feel like, you know, it's by the time these people who are very vocal advocates of it, I don't know, uh, in in who you know prominent collegiate athletes, they move on to then be professional athletes and make oodles of money and forget. Not know, all though. The no issue that they just came from. But so not, not all. Very, no, there's not very many people speaking up on behalf of the college yeah, athletes for, sure. for very long because then How, they're gone and they're pro athletes. Yeah, things. I mean, so, take yeah. take a look at the number of guys who will have just been drafted um, by the NFL that are actually going to make it and are probably back working at the gas station or the coffee shop or the video store in the next eighteen months. Yeah, that's fair too. Gentlemen, uh, is there any other uh, joy that you should spread with the world this week? Um, lots, probably not. Well, we can't tell you about it quite Yeah, yet. yeah. Exactly, but there's stuff to come. So uh, keep it locked, of course, to the website, uh, com. Sign up, register today, wager some units. Baseball season is here. Uh, there's tennis, there's golf, there's boxing. There's all kinds of goodness uh, just for you. Uh, on that note, this has been episode 31 of the Fans Unite. Huddle is brought to you by Victory Square Technologies. Uh, we want to shout out everyone behind the scenes, but especially Kobe, because Kobe's the best dog ever. And uh, we'll be back until the next week. But until then, if you don't know by now, stadium, it's closed. Stadium, it's closed.